Hey gang, do you find yourself listening to your music on one app and then listening to your podcast on another app? If you do, stop this insane behavior right now and download Spotify. Spotify is home to all of your favorite music and all of your favorite podcasts. Podcasts including Fly on the Wall, the Saturday Night Live podcast with Dana Carvey and David Spade, the Rock on Tours podcast with Gary Kemp and Guy Pratt, old favorites like Fresh Air, My Favorite Murder, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Look, if you're looking for a news podcast or sports or entertainment or true crime, look, if you're if you're looking for a sewing podcast or an RV podcast, Spotify has all of this for you. That's Spotify, all of your favorite music and all of your favorite podcasts in one place. Find it in your app store and start listening today. That's Spotify, music and podcasts. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, howdidigethere.podbean.com to access past the 20, last 20 episodes. Well, gang, big surprise. As of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and, uh, and check out the episodes, man. 100 episodes, all available. If you still want to go back beyond the 100 episodes, you can download the Podbean app or go to howdidigethere.podbean.com and always scroll through our entire catalog. All right? Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. Open my vault? Open your vault. Once I open the vault, it ceases to be a vault. You have no choice. I the vault. Hello, I'm Johnny. I'm your host. Welcome to another episode of How Did I Get Here from the Vault, where we reach back into our vault of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes, pull one out, shine it up, re-release it for you in case you missed it or in case you want to hear it again. Today, gang, we're going all the way back to episode 407 from August of 2015 with legendary movie director Penelope Spheris. Penelope got her start on uh, Saturday Night Live in the first couple of seasons, directing those Albert Brooks shorts that they used to show in the first couple of seasons of Saturday Night Live. She also, in the 90s, she directed Wayne's World. You might have heard of that blockbuster movie. Uh, Black Sheep, starring Chris Farley and David Spade and a lot of other movies. In the 80s, uh, she did a series of documentaries, or she started a series of documentaries, uh, Decline of Western Civilization. The first one takes place in the early 80s with bands like The Germs and X. Uh, Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, everybody knows this one. It's the Metal Years, and it features Ozzy, Kiss, Poison, and all of these bands like Odin and London from the from the L.A. Strip in, the, in like the late 80s. That one's fantastic, very, very popular. Uh, Decline of Western Civilization 3, which she did in the late 90s, which is actually pretty sad, and it's about... Uh, 
It's about like these street kids in it. it. Anyway, she also did the movie Suburbia, which is fantastic. Came out in 1983. The uh, Decline of Western Civilization series was what she was on the show about. Now, she they were, they were going to be showing it here at the Marquesa Theater, part of the Austin Film Society uh, for a whole weekend. I actually went. I got to meet her after we did this podcast. But I talked to her and her daughter, Anna, Anna Fox. They were both on the show and we had a really great conversation about uh, about Wayne's world and and about her career in film, but mostly about the decline of Western civilization. I had a lot of questions about uh, part two, the metal years, about why Paul Stanley was in bed with three girls during his interview. And she ended up telling us what ended up happening with bands like Odin and London. Uh, from episode from part two. Anyway, you can find all of these, uh, the decline of Western civilization, all three parts on YouTube, on Amazon. They're all available for free to watch. So I definitely, definitely recommend the metal years. It's very entertaining. It's very weird. And it's kind of legendary. So without further ado, let's talk to legendary film director, Penelope Spheris and her daughter, Anna Fox from episode 407 from August 21st, 2015. Let's get down. How did I get here from the vault? Um, uh, very nice to meet you guys. And uh, congratulations, I, as a fan of these movies, am so stoked that they're finally out. You don't know how oh, many searches you. I've gone on over the last few years looking for them. And I think, oh, I, yeah. I, think I got it either the day after it came out or the day before. So, uh, so oh, I've been wow. watching him. That's so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And Penelope, before we get started, um, one of my best friends is Will Sexton, and you did a video for him. Oh, I sure did. Yeah, and Tell I will, and and his brother. Um, Charlie, hello. I definitely will. Well, Will sent me a text, and he said uh, that was a long time ago. I do remember how gracious and patient he was to me as a lost child. Oh. And he said to say hello, and uh, and he's doing well. He's out there playing with his wife, and and he's touring mm-hmm. all over the country. Oh, that's awesome! You know, that's so cool. I remember a great story about him. Um, and, and is that when he, they were growing up, they kind of grew up in bars, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so he was telling me how, how he would um, really feel comfortable sleeping on a pool table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that's like me. That's like me falling asleep in the back of yeah. the whiskey in the booth. Yeah. Is that during, <laughs> during, during, was that during the filming of the second Western civilization, the decline of Western civilization? No, the the first one when she was in that time period. Oh, okay. I would go to shows with her, and I was about nine years old, and you know, past my bedtime, I'd fall asleep in the little red booths in the I know back of the. Well, I should be ashamed. Whiskey. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I grew up the same way, and I think that it makes us oh. a little more artistic, a little yeah. you know, a little crazier. Yeah, I know. That's good. I'm glad that way you take my guilt away. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> no problem. Hey Anna, can I start with you and ask you uh, how did you how did this come about to get this re-released? Mm, well, my mom about four years ago asked if I would come work for her. She had a lot of stuff to, you know, needing needing to be done that she couldn't handle all herself, and um, so she asked me to come work for her. And I said, well, the only re- way I will come work for you is if the first thing that we do is get the decline movies out. 
So, but then she turned around and said, "Okay, fine, but then you have to do all the work." So, <laughs> so you know, what, what, to the work, bouncing ball to work with her in what capacity? Um, well, originally just to take care of all the, you know, she owns properties and and um, just to, you know, keep sort of daily life. Yeah, run the business functions going. Yeah, but I said, well, that, I'm that... not incapacitated. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a heavy load. Well, I mean, yeah. The thing is, I take care of a lot of people, so mm-hmm. um, and pay for various, you know, family members and people, other people, and so I have, I have all that. I got scripts I'm working on. I got projects in development, but basically, I didn't even, you know, I didn't think to do the decline movies it was anna that said you've got to do that first but don't be yeah. didn't people everywhere like for years stop you and and be like hey when is this going to happen where can i find this oh yeah yeah then she would okay she would get um emails to her her you know website uh email you know asking for it begging for the movies to be released and she she would say can you reply to them and let them know we're working on it and i said no i'm not going to reply to them and let them know we're working on it i'm just going to take that time and actually work on it and then they'll get their answer when we're done i forgot about that You're so as right. in yeah as in here's your product that you've been asking for i don't have time to sit and answer those emails right oh she's kind of kick-ass like me used to be you're I'm, funny yeah. <laughs> this is great having both of you on um, so, so what all did, did you do to the movies? Like you cleaned them up or? Well, yeah, we did 2K, uh, restoration on the original negatives. And, um, we, uh, you know, that was, that was mostly a part I set in on because I'm, I'm real particular about the timing and the look of it all. And then, and Anna is the one that, um, she was there for a lot of the timing and everything, but also she, she's the one that worked on the extras because I honestly couldn't handle it. Right. Well, the extras are great, and uh, it actually answered one of my questions about Decline 2, but can I, on behalf of my other musician friends, I'm, I'm a musician as well, that came up watching that movie, uh, the scene... It's either got to be the orange juice or the vodka. No, 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 no. Uh, well, okay. that I do have a question about that, but I think it, that one's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. What I want to talk about is Paul Stanley, because at, when you first see that movie, before you're really in the business, you're like, wow, that guy wakes up with three girls in a bed, <laughs> and that's how he conducts an interview. But then as you get older, and you start figuring out who you are as a person, and you yourself as, are an artist, and you do interviews, you're like, whose idea was that? <laughs> like, how did that, how did, did, I, I saw in the extras that obviously they were there when you showed up, right? The ladies? Oh, uh, when I showed up? Yeah. No, what what happened was when when Paul showed up, we had the, the camera all set up and I had the girls already there. Oh, and, okay. And then um, he took me aside. I remember he took me into this bedroom and said, we sat on the bed and he goes, Penelope, those girls are not good looking enough that you have here. <laughs> yeah. So I said, well, I don't have any more girls, you know? And he goes, hold on a minute. And he calls the Playboy Mansion. So we had to wait until the girls <laughs> came down. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. He's an, interest, he's an interesting cat. He's a very quotable guy. He knows how to speak in, in, a, in quotes. 
Well, yes, he does. And here's the thing. Uh, I'm really glad that Anna put all these, uh, strung all the entire interviews together um, because that's part of, that's the extras for Decline 2 because it's, it's actually being more fair to Paul. I think I was not fair to Paul when I cut the movie. I think I, I grabbed little pieces and, you know, he said that he was being, he was trying to be funny during the whole thing, but it, it didn't turn it, you know, you you were you weren't laughing N- with him. You N- might have been laughing yeah, at him. Yeah, in the exactly. Movie, but if you watch the extras, then you're laughing with him. Yeah, yeah. You get you're it, it in really on the is joke. more fair to Paul because he's a good dude and he's really smart and he's really cool. And I'm glad that now people can see it right. That's good. That's good. It was interesting seeing uh, in the extras as well. Uh, I got to see some of the panels that you did, and it was interesting seeing Nader from London on there. And I, it's interesting to see that they're still playing. It's good to see that they're still playing and out there doing it. How many? Yeah, pe- Anna's more in touch with those guys actually than me because. Um, what's Nader up to, Anna? Yeah. London. <laughs> so, uh, Nader's a Nader. Yeah, he's he's still has got as much energy as he did back then. I don't know how he does that, but he does. Well, he got clean now too, so that helps. Yeah. yeah, and then, um, yeah, he's still doing London. They play shows, and uh, he and his girlfriend just adopted a dog from me. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah, well, from Pet Orphans through Susanna, I got I him. Uh, say, I thought you were going to say a kid, and I'm like, oh, you had an extra one? No, no, I had an extra <laughs> dog. I got lots of extra dogs. <laughs> so, well, then, Anna, let me ask you, uh, what what happened to Odin? Oh my gosh! I I talked to the um, the brothers, the uh, what is it, Duncan yeah. brothers. I I talked is that to the Sean a bit. And guitar player. Yeah, and okay. and um, they okay. So there's this jam night on Wednesdays in Hollywood at Lucky Strike. They're doing a big one next week with Gene Simmons and Johnny Depp. But anyway, so Sean goes to that a lot. So I see him. And the first night that the, that Sean and Jeff were gonna be, and the other brother actually, the twin brother, Jeff's twin brother, we're gonna be. Um, it's a it's a jam night where they like rotate like forty different um, musicians doing covers. And they, when they announced that Jeff and Sean were there, the guy, of course, has to, you know, say, and they're from Odin, Odin, Odin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's one of the weirdest parts of the movie because it's just that Gazari guy saying it. And then he gets I that know. girl. That, man, yeah. Penelope... I got to tell you something. There's a level of humanity that you that you bring out in 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 each of the movies that I didn't really get until watching it now in my oh. 40s after seeing it when I was a kid and and kind of laughing because it was it was a, like especially the second one was something that you watched with your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone got yeah, together yeah. and got stoned and like, "Oh, let's watch Western Civilization." All right. And and yeah. you're laughing at everyone, but but there is a you really, I, I don't. There, there's so you captured their humanity so well, and and it, it, you have a, you have a really great heart. Well, thank you. That is the ultimate compliment, and I have to say, I got it from Gypsy, my mother. Oh, that's and yeah, I swear to God, like my mom, everybody loved her, and through my life, I've always thought, well, if I could just be loved as much as my mother was, I yeah. would feel like I. 
am a success. So to hear that compliment is so fine. Thank you so much, Johnny. Well, you're welcome. It really, it really sort of climaxes in the third one because that one's just so, like, uh, I mean, did you did you fear for Anna? Like when you were making that film and you were hanging out with those kids and those situations, like. I mean, I could see as a parent, it would make me really nervous and frightened. Well, I've always, I've always been extremely kind of overprotective of Anna to the point where, you know, she's just like, leave me alone, you know. Um, <laughs> and I think it's because my mother was never protective of me. She never knew where I was. She never knew what I was doing. She never cared what I was doing. She just let me go. And in a way, that's fabulous, Okay. In another way, kids need guidance, you know? Yeah. I mean, they really do. Yeah. Um, my mom didn't go to my, my high school graduation, okay? I mean, none of the meetings, none of that, nothing. So <laughs> um, it was, I, I turned it around. So when I had Anna, I was, like, extremely protective uh, and, and caring and trying to, you know, be there all the time, you know? Yeah, pe- people that didn't know my mom back then... They thought, oh, she must be so, like, cool with you, and, 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 like, you must get to go do whatever you want. I'm like, I've got the strictest parent out of all of my right. friends. And yeah. the reason, I believe, is because, you know, she, her and I hung out at the same clubs. We knew a lot of the same people. She knew the real deal about what was going on. She, she was there. She right. saw it firsthand, whereas other parents just, you know, they're going out, my kids, whatever. Right. And, you know, Your so I, I think that's. That's why. Right. Your mom was too hip to, my mom was the same way. It's like she didn't, there was nothing I was going to do that she was, you know, where she might not show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, um, it kind of lets the kid know that you care, you know? And I think that's good because if you look at the decline three, you'll see that a lot of parents from those, of those kids in that movie, they just didn't care. That's right. And, and they were very, and, and they were cruel to their children, and their children either got kicked out or left on their own. Yeah. And that really turned out to be what Decline 3 was about, is about, you know, the gutter punks, the kids who were out on the street, and they, they took on that punk rock ethic. But, uh, you know, it's only, it's weird because I wrote Suburbia in 1983. Right. And if you look at Suburbia and Decline 3, it's kind of like the same movie, only one's a narrative and one's a documentary. Right. And I don't know how that happened, whether I saw the future or whether the kids saw the movie and did that, or if it's just kind of some, in, you know, some kind of insane cosmic uh, synchronicity. I don't know. But together, those movies are, are bizarre to me. Yeah, totally. Uh, it, you know, uh, there's another movie that's kind of like that that even came out later, that movie Kids. Uh-huh. You know exactly. What yeah. Uh-huh. There's a there you know what's interesting is when you there's a part in 3 where you ask that cop if he makes fun of the kids. Mhm. And his answer is just so awkward. And he realizes yeah, that he, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he knows he does. He knows everyone does. And yeah. that that really touched me because it it was it was uh it was just I don't know. That movie that movie really uh I felt it. I don't want to say like it hurt me, but there was a lot of there was a lot of sadness. Yeah. Do you do you know what came yeah. of everyone that you that was there? I mean, do you do you stay? Yeah, I mean, I'm of all the movies. Uh, I mean, of all three of those movies, 
Um, the, the, the people in Decline 3 are the people that I'm personally most in touch with. Right. Anna's more in touch with the people from the first and second Decline, but the people in Decline 3, to me, are my family. And just, you know, like, knowing them changed my life. I, and I'm, you know, I became a foster parent because of knowing them. Yeah, I don't see how and you I had couldn't. five foster kids, you know? Yeah. And it made me turn my back on Hollywood and go, I don't need that. That is so vapid, so nothing, so actually just anti-life, you know? So it was a good thing that I did that movie. And, and it's a tragedy it didn't get released before, but, you know, you don't know if something's bad or good until some time has passed, is what I always say. And honestly, if I could pick if it could have been released back then or now, I'm going to say now. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That was a really meaningful movie. How about those, uh, the Hollywood movies that you did? <laughs> How about them? How about them? I, uh, I was a huge fan of Wayne's World. I believe uh -huh. I saw that the day that it came out. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Was it your idea to use uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in that? Actually, no. It was in the script, but it was my idea to, you, to have them sitting in a car headbanging. Yeah. What I can take credit for that. Yeah. And uh, Mike was a little uncomfortable with it because we had to do a lot of different takes, you know. Sure. Um, oops, what was that? I don't know. Is somebody don't know. Uh, dialing? It's a mystery. No, I'm not even touching my phone. I so don't it's know. Not me. Um, <laughs> it's the Wayne's World fans. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's Mike Myers. Yeah, um, but it, it was a fun movie to make, and, you know, I, I, uh, it was my first uh, studio movie, and then I did a bunch after that. After that, I could only do comedies. So, right. I don't know. I'm not complaining, but, um, you know, if I would have had my way in my career, I would have done all movies like Suburbia. Right. But... I could never, I got scripts sitting on the shelves here if anybody wants to make one, but I, I couldn't get my movies made after I did Wayne's World. I could just do comedies. So I said, screw it, just pay me the money and I'll do the comedy. So I did that during the 90s, and then I got sick of it in the late 90s when I and then went and did Decline 3. Was it must have been so weird because it's so, those, uh, the big studio movies, obviously, like budget-wise and like uh, payoff-wise, they're night and day compared to documentaries. Oh, totally. But they're also night and day in terms of <clears throat> sensibility. And, and sure. you know, you're talking about you saw a lot of heart in, 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 in the films. Oh, well, so much. Again, night and day. You don't have a lot of heart in Hollywood. It's, it's actually the opposite of that. No. Well, With a bunch of backstabbing scumbags. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough, but you still have to stay out there to work, huh? Say it again? It's your home. Hollywood, right? Well, it, you know, geographically, yeah. Right, but right. But not, you know, spiritually, I ain't no Hollywood person. I, <laughs> I don't think I was ever comfortable there. I mean, I, I get invited to these luncheons and shit, and I don't even, you know, it's like, I can't relate to anybody in the room. Yeah. I and understand I that, too. I, 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 am, I am that kind of person. I mean, they sat me next to Keanu Reeves one time, and that was kind of cool. But other than that, I was like, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. What about you, Anna? Are you comfortable in those situations? In 
you know, Hollywood situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, this sounds terrible. I'm like too comfortable to the point where I'm like, whatever. Like people go, always go, oh, you must go and do some so many amazing things, and it's like, yeah, I'd rather go rescue a dog. Like it's it's that that's much more exciting to me than any celebrity or any Hollywood anything. Oh, I've taught her well. Yeah. How many yeah. dogs? It just do cracks me up how how the normal person or the normal person how how most people perceive Hollywood as being so glamorous and wonderful. It just is like such a lie. Yeah, yeah, it's weird and uncomfortable. That's what I that's what I get from it. You're totally good, good. Good way to put it. Yeah, it's just it. That's the way it was. It's been for me when I've been there, and that's why I'm here. I guess in Austin. I don't know who's comfortable in Hollywood, you know? They're just pretending. That's true. That hey, is Johnny, true. we have a 9 o'clock call. Do okay. Think we should... Let's start wrapping this up. We can talk then. more if you want later. Um, yeah, that would be great. I have to leave to a gig in Houston by like 2, but if you guys do have time, I would love to get you back. But um, real quick, I just want to talk about you're doing the event at the Marquesa Theater on August 28th and 29th. They'll be screening uh, all three of the Western decline, or decline of Western Civilization movies and Suburbia. And yeah. uh, are you doing Q&As after each one? I'm not sure how they have it scheduled. I think that I'm probably going to, I don't know, how many Q&As can you listen to me for? You know what I mean? It's like maybe I'm doing one or two. I don't know. I'll do whatever they ask me to do because they pay, pay for my plane ticket. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, will, I will do whatever they need, that's for sure. And, you know, I actually um, uh, went and bought an extra day there myself because Austin is so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I wanted Anna to be able to to, to see it, and uh, I can hang out more. So there well, you go. Well, great. Well, um, I'll be there at at least oh. one of them because I'm off that weekend, and I'm really excited. Would you so find us? I will hope. Yeah, hopefully, I'll, I will come up and introduce myself for sure. Cool. So, nice uh, to th- meet you, Johnny. Yeah, very nice to meet both of you. A real honor to talk to you, Penelope, and you too, Anna. Thank you so much for doing the show. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. You Bye, take guys. care. You too. Yeah. Penelope Spears and Anna Paul.